there is a library that exists at the nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. everyone, and welcome to the Eternity Archives, an actual play tabletop role-playing game podcast where we play a team of multidimensional librarians seeking to uphold the fabric of reality. My name is Ziva, and my pronouns are she, her. I usually play Linda, the human office lady, but for now, Linda's going to be taking a back seat while I GM the Wheel of Time role-playing game. Before we jump in, I wanted to go ahead and introduce my co-hosts and ask them a little discussion question, which is, what's a fantasy trope that you love? Uh, Wheel of Time's really big on fantasy tropes, um, some subversion, some played straight. And so I'd like to go ahead and say that a fantasy trope that I really love is the all-powerful teenage girl who has like secret powers and she's the chosen one. I will never, ever get tired of that. I know it's like a Mary Sue or whatever, but it's an amazing trope and I want more of it. I want more powerful teenage girls. Mary Sue's are just a made up thing to keep women down and I do not believe in them. <laughs> yeah. Like if you just made Batman a woman, like technically he's a Mary Sue, but it's like no one talks about oh. that. People love Batman but hate Batwoman. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Like he's literally an all power not all powerful, but like he's financially very powerful and has all these gadgets and like he's like the hot shit of Gotham City, but everyone's like, Oh man, Batman's so cool. And it's like, yeah, he is cool. Because a main character person should be like important and special or else there wouldn't be a story about them if they weren't special and cool they'd be an npc you know (laughs) anyway hi i'm dorka my pronouns are she her i play zen the lizard princess but in this arc she is a human aiel algae de siswai i think my favorite fantasy trope i like a lot of villain tropes And I think one of my favorites is, like, when the villain and the heroes have to, like, team up to fight, like, a bigger evil. That always, like, really hits my buttons. So that's that's my answer. I'm big on that. That's a good one. Yeah, and it's not just fantasy, it's in all sorts of shit. And I like it every time. <laughs> it's it's good in all flavors. Yeah, just every flavor of uh, villain hero team-ups. Extra points if the villain does not join Team Good at the end and is still evil. Ziva's question was about a fantasy trope, not about Transformers. <laughs> okay, it's in fantasy too. <laughs> Everything is about Transformers if you let Dorka talk long enough. <laughs> Tropes are universal. Sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Bappy. My pronouns are they, them. I play Rill de Drakel, who is uh, a wilding? Wilder? What? Wilder. <laughs> Wilder. Wilder. Yeah. I'm not going to try to say the other word. Uh, My favorite (laughs) fantasy trope. Hmm. I don't know. It's hard to think of like one that's like specifically fantasy. So I'm just going to pull from like uh, World of Warcraft, which is like probably the one franchise I've had the most experience with in terms of fantasy. And I think it's really cool when people have like cursed swords 
you know, there's a ton of cursed swords in World of Warcraft, but specifically, I like the Ashbringer because it was like it's supposed to be this cool holy sword that killed like demons or not demons, but like undead and stuff like that, uh, which are just kind of no, they're not space demons. Dorka, do you remember the Scourge or space demons? No, the Scourge are Earth zombies who were created to fight space demons. That's what it was. I'm gonna be honest. I've been playing WoW for a decade, and I don't know a single goddamn thing about the lore. <laughs> There's so much of it, it doesn't make sense, and it just will not stick in my brain. It just it's like Dragon Ball, right but worse. <laughs> like people will die and come back, and then they are just not relevant anymore. I'm watching these cutscenes in Shadowlands. Like, I get the impression that I'm supposed to know these people, but I don't know these people except Jaina because I killed her. And she killed us a lot. Oh, she killed us way more times than we killed her. And that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, for the Ash Priest, it was a holy sword that killed earth demons. Or sorry, damn it. (laughs) The Ash was a holy sword that was created to kill earth zombies and the earth zombies were made to kill space demons but then it got corrupted and then it got transferred from like daddy ashbringer to son ashbringer and then they took it back like the good the quote-unquote good guys uh and then it became a holy sword again i'm sorry this is already slipping out of my brain (laughs) (laughs) no that's fair uh that was long-winded i like cool swords and stories of like corruption and stuff like that i love a good evil sword uh evil ring cool sword cool ring give me magic what about talking swords i'll allow talking swords yeah yeah, in World of Warcraft again, in World of Warcraft Legion, which is one of the expansions, you got like this special weapon that you just made more powerful. And so as a priest, you could get like a knife that talks to you and it's like possessed by like some kind of spirit or demon or something. And everyone uh, really liked this knife. So they they called her Naifu. <laughs> That's amazing. There's a talking sword in the Brandon Sanderson universe, and it just wants to- It's an edgelord. Yes, it is an edgelord, and it just wants to uh, destroy evil. Evil loosely defined. It is not a naifu. Oh, okay. I mean, this isn't fantasy, but in Transistor, um, the main character uses like a sword. It's more like, it's not really cyberpunk either, I guess, but it's like future sci-fi kind of. Yeah, I don't even know what Transistor is. Oh, it's it's great. The sword is like your boyfriend. Honestly, just, you know, unrealistic goals for men. Again, uh, <laughs> they can't be a sexy talking sword that loves you unconditionally, but. You kick them to the curb unless they're a sexy talking sword. Isn't there a dating sim where you date like humanized versions of your weapons? Or is that something that I'm just yes, totally yes. making up? No, that is a thing. Yeah, boyfriend dungeon. I don't think it's out <laughs> yet, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning so many things about cool swords. Just kiss them t- tenderly and they will love you back. Carefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very carefully. Uh, so speaking of um, of learning new things and maybe of cool swords, we'll find out. Uh, when we last left off in the game, you all had found yourselves uh, transported to a dirt road. Are y'all ready to hop back into Randland and explore, learn some new things? <laughs> Randland is just a dirt road. <laughs> Yep, it's just one big dirt road. I'm so excited. That's that's where the wheel goes down, the wheel of time. It goes down Amazing. the dirt road. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Amazing. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's go. What do you look like in this new place? 
As we mentioned, uh, humans are kind of the main race here, so that's what Rail looks like. I'm assuming people don't have like different colored, like crazy hair colors in this universe. I kind of got away with that because of Lancer. Not really. Okay, yeah. So they would basically just look like a regular human. Their hairstyle is the same, but it's probably like dark brown, black color. Um, their eyes are no longer like kind of the golden amber type. It's just a dark brown. They look Chinese because that's what I made them as. So that's what they look like. And I think they're just wearing clothes because I decided not to give them any armor because I didn't want to mess with any of that stuff there. And it's also important to note that while you're in this world uh, that you can feel sort of in the back of your head, the pull of the true source, which will allow you to uh, channel the one power in order to fit with Rill's gender. You have access to the piece of the source that I am calling Sidel which is the like non-binary piece of the source, which will basically means that people with the same gender or sort of gender spectrum as you will be able to see your channeling and people who are not um, will not be able to see your channeling. That will come up during gameplay. Hell yeah. What about you, Zen? The first thing, the thing that Zen is most pleased about is that she didn't lose too much height in this arrival. She's still pretty tall. She's not lizard lady tall, but she's still a solid six feet tall. But she's much more slender than usual. Instead of like this buff muscle, she's more like wiry and flexible looking. She is not a lizard. She is definitely human. And she's wearing a like coat and shirt and pants, uh, layered clothing in fabrics of different grays and browns and tans, almost like a camouflage effect. And a shawl like wrapped around her head and neck with a attached black veil, though that is not over her face right now. She is armed again, which she is very relieved about. She's carrying a spear, and she has a couple of spears basically attached to her back. Spares. Spare spears. Spare spears. I think uh, Zen, as always, does look much cooler than Rill does, because Rill's just wearing, like, I think I just said traveling clothes. <laughs> um, but I think upon seeing Zen, uh, they would probably jump a little bit just because I, you know, they're not used to seeing Zen as a human and they're also not used to, once again, not having their tail. So they kind of jump from surprise and probably fall over. Are there fucked up animals in the Wheel of Time world? <laughs> there sure are. Okay. Uh, you have a couple of options for dumpling, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. There are, like, normal animals, so they could be, like, a dog or a horse. Mm -hmm. Cats do like channelers. That's true. Yeah, they could be a cat. There's also some, like, fucking weird shit they could be, so, like... A grom. Yeah, they could be a grom, which is, like, a big frog with different eyes. We're gonna keep it simple. They're just a really big-boned fluffy cat. <laughs> okay, yes. That is totally valid in the Wheel of Time universe. They can't talk, but they can totally be just a, like a smart cat. Yeah, that's fine. Dumpling can't normally talk. It was just the one 13th age thing. <laughs> that's true. I forget that that was a, a magical effect and not just Dumpling in general. Yeah. Rill would look at Zen and just be like, uh, Dumpling. Zen like does some, some finger guns with her hands and says, Dumpling. <laughs> Does Zen know what finger guns are? I'm sure Rill has taught her by now. Uh, so there's no fair. way Rill hasn't taught Zen finger guns already. That's fair. Zen probably thinks that's like really cool and does it more often than she needs to. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's also probably reassuring is Zen's inappropriate use of finger guns. Rill is uh, set a little bit at ease by this and they kind of bring themselves up onto their feet. It's uh, at least not a dangerous Zen. It's this maybe t- Zen from 10 minutes ago that they suspect is a different Zen, but maybe actually isn't. They don't know yet, but it's fine. <laughs> They'd call out to Linda and just be like, uh, Linda, can you hear us? I can. And also dumpling. 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 Dumpling meows. <laughs> I guess we should look at our map. Where are we? So as you're talking about where you are and you're getting used to this uh, universe and you're looking at your map, you do realize that it looks like you're outside a spot on your map that's marked Steading Mardoon. And as you're looking at your map and sort of getting your bearings, uh, a tall and ageless woman dressed in brown clothing on the back of a horse rides around a bend in the road. She catches the sight of you sort of pouring over your map and figuring out what's going on. And she gives you a nod and brings her horse to a stop nearby before dismounting. She pulls her shawl tighter around her shoulders and sort of gives you a once over, taking you in wordlessly before introducing herself. I am Leda Sadai. And she pauses, sort of giving weight to it. I assume that you're here to speak with me. I've been waiting for you for some time. Oh, sorry for making you wait. Wait, how did you... No. Well, you know what? Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're here to see you. My name is Rail, and this is my friend. Jester's at Zen. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zen. Hello, Zen and Rail. You have the look of someone who's perhaps not familiar with this area. Not many people travel out this way unless they are looking for something in particular. I assume that my contact with the organization through my Tarangriol brought you here. Uh, yes. I mean, I don't know what Tarangriol is, but you look like the woman in this book. And then they would, like, show the picture of her in their journal. Ah, yes. A fascinating rendering. Tell me, can I hold your book, please? Uh, um, yes. (laughs) And they would slowly give it to her. Is this one of those times where Rill, like, doesn't want to but they're also just like too afraid to say no so they they give it to this woman she immediately starts pouring over it she thinks it's some kind of of magical item you get a bit of a chill realizing uh that it looks like maybe she's probing it with magic to figure out what the deal is before handing it back to you it doesn't look like she's had any particular answers but if she found something neat she's keeping it to herself uh, did you, hmm. like, real recognizes that weird chill, I guess, and maybe, like, to a degree, would they recognize that that is, like, magic-related, being, like, kind of a magic user back in, in their home world, or yes. would it be completely foreign? Okay. No, they definitely know that there's some something magical is happening. Uh, did you, like, do something to this book? No matter. This is Aes Sedai business. <laughs> um. Well, it sounds like... Your business is our business. That's why we're here. So why don't we get to it? That sounds like a wonderful idea. We need to go to Studying Mardoon and talk to the Ogier Elder there. She wrote to me of a matter of some concern recently. And I believe that you all are the ones who can perhaps help us solve this puzzle. She just like turns away. Well, I mean, do you know what this puzzle is? Because I think we were here to find something, but I'm sure your puzzle has something to do with it. You know, it'd just be kind of nice if you maybe let us know what's going on, please. I'm afraid we'll have to talk to the elder. I mean, okay, you can you just touch my book and then... Fucking, no, okay. 
And they would follow. <laughs> they just mumble that to themselves and they follow after Lita. Zenis is following also and kind of like doing some practice thrusting with her spear, getting the feel for it. <laughs> Since she's, you know, a little more off balance than usual, but uh, it's a good body <laughs> with a lot of natural balance, and she kind of likes the feel of it. Lady Sedai's a little unnerved by the fact that you're wandering around her like, huh, huh. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> well, she would know that since I am not veiled, there's nothing to worry about. That's true. Zen doesn't know that, though. <laughs> <laughs> she also knows that Aiel do weird shit, so she's just like, whatever, it's just Aiel nonsense. <laughs> That's true. Half the entire book can just be explained away as, we don't know why I yield do shit. <laughs> yeah. So she leads you down the dirt road past a forest and leads you into the forest and into a grove of trees. As you come into the grove of trees, you find yourself in a particularly beautiful spot. The trees here grow enormous and strong. They seem to be impossibly old. You hear the sound of a trickling stream and the laughing of children. A sense of calmness and peace come over you. Lady Sedai turns and raises a reassuring hand. Don't worry if you aren't able to feel the source. We have just entered into a steading after all. Steading Mardoon, to be precise. This is the home of my dear friend, Elder Selin. As soon as she speaks, an enormously tall woman in a floral gown approaches. She has a broad face with drooping eyebrows and long ears tufted with brown fur. She smiles warmly, holding her arms open before picking up Leda Sedai in a bone-crushing hug. Leda, I'm so glad to see you, and you've brought friends! Welcome! Welcome! I suppose you hear about that new studying I wrote to you about? Well, no need to be so hasty. Come, join us for our meal! She puts Leda Sedai back down, and Leda Sedai sort of like bends and twists a little bit. Uh, she just got crushed real good. <laughs> and the Ogier woman gestures to a wooden table that seems like it grew out of a tree. It's covered in delicious-looking foods of every sort imaginable. Well, let's at least talk while we eat, says Leda Sedai, and she uh, pulls up an intricate wooden stool and grabs a cup of some sort of herbal-smelling tea. Rail doesn't know what to do here, so they're gonna follow Zen's lead. <laughs> Zen is, like, watching, open-mouthed, like, grinning, and she kind of elbows Rail on the side, and is just like, Why couldn't I have been one of those? Uh, I don't know, maybe you can write to, um, manager next time. That food, uh, looks and smells pretty tasty, so Zen is led by her nose and goes to sit with the others. Uh, yeah, Ryo would follow. And as you all have, have noticed within the past probably couple months, maybe at this point, Dumpling does sit on Ryo's lap when they eat, and they will eat together. So this is what happens. <laughs> Aww. The elder beams at you. She's not used to having cats in the studding necessarily, because I don't think Ogier really keep like pets. So she sort of gestures like, is it okay if I pet your cat? Oh, uh, yeah, they, they love pets. They are very um, friendly. So yeah, kind of do whatever you want with them. <laughs> she takes her enormous hand and gives Dumpling- Don't say that to Zen. Oh, no. Gives Dumpling, like, the softest little pets. She's absolutely delighted. It just in whole, Elder Selen is very, like, warm and welcoming and fucking delighted to, to meet new friends, especially the Aiel, because she, you know, they're honorable and they have a strong history with the Ogier. And just seeing her old friend and, and meeting Rill and Dumpling, she's pumped. Yeah, Dumpling just makes happy cat noises and eats uh, whatever's in front of them. And the Aes Sedai gives Dumpling a little bit of a look. She's never seen a cat 
eat human food quite like that. There's something uncanny about dumplings she can't put her finger on, but she'll let it pass. I thought you were about to finish at she's never seen a cat. And I was like, did you lead me astray? Did you? <laughs> yeah, Rill would also look at Leda as she is looking at dumpling because Rill is just very suspicious of everyone right now. They are just on edge. But this uh, this elder Selen person, they look, they seem pretty dope. So they're fine with them. They like dumpling and that's all. That That's a big green old check mark for Rill. It's the opposite of a red flag. <laughs> so while you're sitting there, Lita Sedai keeps giving Elder Selen like really like meaningful glances. She just keeps turning and looking at her and Elder Selen's just petting dumpling and chatting about, you know, how do you like the weather and how do you like the trees? And oh, is this your first time in a steading? Um, and she's just eating little nibblies. And finally, Lita Sedai turns to the elder and puts her arm on her shoulder and says, Selen, my friend, uh, what about this new steading? And Elder Selen takes a break and sort of her face goes like quiet. She's beaming a lot less. And she says, oh, well, all right. I was hoping that perhaps we could enjoy ourselves first. But if you're going to be so hasty about it, we'll go ahead and get started. My friends, the reason that you are here is that I wrote to Leda Sedai recently about something that's happened nearby that is unusual, to say the least. A new studying has appeared, a place like this, but but not somehow. There there hasn't been a new steading in the Westlands in an age. I've never heard of such a thing, and even my mothers and grandmothers had never heard of such a thing. I can sense it that a new steading has appeared, but it's not it's not right. There's no Wigate. We haven't heard from any of the other steadings. No Ogier traveler or scientist or writer has reached out to us to speak of this new steading. It appears to not be of the Ogier at all. I've never heard of something like this. Well, things that just aren't quite right are something of our specialty. Is this like someone built a new apartment building and it wasn't with like your uh, construction company or it wasn't it, up to code? Yeah, like what did it just kind of appear or, you know, uh, sorry, I'm not from this area, um, so I don't 100% know. What is so important about these steadings? Are they just magical areas? Or, uh, yeah, do you need like a registration or like a license? So Elder Selen gestures at this beautiful forest grove around you and says, Well, my friend, this is a steading. It's our home. It's the home of my people. There are very few of them in this world. They were all created in the Age of Legends. And so a new setting appearing now after such a long time is unheard of. They're beautiful and, and peaceful places, but for such a thing to exist without my people is not right. I, I could just sense it one day, and I can truly sense something about it that I can't put my finger on. It is not the way it normally works. Okay, so it sounds like, and I say this to like Zen, it sounds like there's only one construction company in this world and only they can build apartments. And so it's kind of weird if they don't build an apartment, but a new apartment appears. You notice that Leda Sedai has a little small journal open that she pulled out of a belt pouch and she's writing the word apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, I guess that would be kind of weird. Uh, and then they would turn back to Selen and be like, yeah, I mean, we can go, like, check it out. I guess, is it pretty far from here? Or should we uh, expect any kind of danger? I mean, it sounds like it'll be dangerous. It usually is. That was a dumb question. I'm sorry. Well, thankfully, it's not too far from here. It's a short horseback ride anyway. 
I'm afraid that uh, none of us are available to leave the steading. Our duties lie here, uh, not to mention that uh, I don't think anyone wants to stay away for terribly long. But the closest town to where this appeared is a little town on the trade route called Kieran's Ford. Uh, they possibly might know more, or at least if they don't know more, they might be able to direct you towards the direction of this new steading, perhaps. Well, you say you can feel it. I am attuned to these steadings. Okay, fair enough. It's important for us. Uh, <laughs> this this might not be canon, but uh, I figure it's roughly appropriate since the Ogier like have to be in a steading every so often or they die. So so I'm 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 flexing canon here. Don't again, don't at me. <laughs> Real would ask them. So has anyone ever gone to this new um, steading, or are we going to be the first people that y'all are sending in? No one from my studying has been, and I haven't heard from any of the other elders that anyone in their studies have been. It's only been a couple of weeks that this has been here. Okay, so uh, how long will it take for us to, I guess, walk there? Do you guys have horses in this place? I don't know what you guys ride. Yeah, so Leda Sedai has a horse, and I'm sure that Elder Selen can help you wrestle up a couple horses. Okay, well, don't, I mean, don't wrestle the horses. They're very fragile. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I guess Ro would ask, like, how long does it take to get there? It's less than a day's ride. Okay, I mean, this seems pretty straightforward, Zen, I think. Yeah, it sounds like we're we're just expecting some big trees. <laughs> it does seem kind of weird for a bunch of big trees to pop out of nowhere. That usually takes a long time. It, it, exactly, precisely. Well, I'm sure we've seen weirder. <laughs> yeah, we probably have. <laughs> Elder Selen looks uh, slightly surprised that you're willing to take this on so quickly without like a like a ton of back and forth debate as is the Ogier way but she's happy uh, and she also knows that humans are just a little a little funny okay <laughs> first of all don't call them humans that's pretty offensive <laughs> <laughs> what'd you call me <laughs> but anyway she um she gestures and uh another Ogier in the setting brings over a couple of horses for you all to ride and says well my friends Please feel free to take your time here, but when you're ready to depart, you may go ahead and depart. And uh, Leda Sedai turns and looks at you as well and says, I think it would be best if I came with you. This is, after all, Aes Sedai business. I don't even know what an Aes Sedai is. She's so offended at that idea. (laughs) Can you like, sorry, I'm not from around here. What is an Aes Sedai? And she just like looks at you and like seizes herself up to her full height and says, Child, an Aes Sedai is one of the most important women in the universe. We are holding this world together with our research and with our good works and with our diplomacy. So she's absolutely a brown, right? Yeah, she is a brown. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to be like an asshole. I just, you know, good for you guys. And then Rill will give a thumbs up and be like, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to come along, I guess that's fine. She pulls out her journal again and draws a quick diagram of a thumbs up. <laughs> Rill looks at Zen and just like, I mean, do you think there's any issue? Uh, or Linda, I guess, if you think this is okay. Hey, ladies in our journal. Yeah, that's basically what Linda says. Well, she's in the journal. She's a she's a library contact. I, I don't think there's any harm in it. I guess that's true. Library contacts haven't been weird yet so i guess it should be fine she kind of scares me though like she sees him a little intimidating but i mean you know i yeah it's not up to me it's not up to me i guess 
Zen slaps Rill on the back, like, real hard, in a real friendly way. He's like, all right, I don't suppose you've ever ridden a horse before, have you? Oh, Rill's ridden a horse. <laughs> oh, well, that's surprising. <laughs> yeah. And convenient. I was honestly looking forward to the uh, Rill is bad at horse uh, <laughs> montage. Uh, I mean, Rill's probably bad at horse, but they've they've done it a few times. <laughs> they have no blue ribbon for trotting or whatever. I should never have brought that up on this show. <laughs> Yeah, so... Did Zen say that out loud? <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, kind of. It's been a while. You know, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's alright. <laughs> they would just walk over to the horse and just get on it, and like, easy peasy. Like, yeah, I know, like, my form's not that great and all that, um... Well, Zen is strangely feeling kind of averse to the whole horse idea, which is not... Normally she wouldn't have a problem with it, but for whatever reason this time, she's like, you know what? I'll just run alongside. Do these people not ride horses? Aiel do not ride horses. They hate them. They hate horses? <laughs> yeah. They live in the desert, so there aren't horses. So they're like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Rill would give Zen, like, a look. Like, um, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just get on the horse. Like, it's going to take forever if you walk beside the horse. No, I, I said I'll run alongside. Yeah. No, that's not feasible. That's why people r- ride horses. <laughs> Leda Sedai is giving you a look that says you should probably ride the fucking horse, but she is going to let you make your own dumb decision. <laughs> okay, you're really not going to ride the horse. I don't like the look it's given me. It's not. It's a horse. <laughs> it just has a horse face. That's just how it looks. <sighs> if you don't want to ride the horse, you don't have to ride the horse. Rail is putting this tidbit away for later and is kind of like, I don't know if they can mentally like shoot Linda like a side glance. Like, are you seeing this shit? <laughs> Linda is seeing this shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Leda Sadar sniffs disapprovingly, but gets on her horse anyway and says, Well, I suppose we should be going. Wait, can Dumpling ride the other horse? <laughs> yes. Nice. That's what happens. Dumpling rides the other horse. <laughs> <laughs> Does Dumpling like put the reins in its little mouth? Yes. Steer back and forth, Western style. That's adorable. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Any last things to do in the studying? Anything to ask the elder or are you off? Uh, I want to ask the elder, well, Zen will take out her journal and open to the page with the pocket watch on it and show it to Selen and say, while we're here, we're looking for something like this. Have you ever seen anything like it? No, I I haven't. Perhaps Leda knows something about it. This is more uh, brown Aja territory than mine, but uh, no, in all of my readings, I've never heard of uh, anything like that, a Tarangrial or... An artifact from the Age of Legends? No. She turns to Leda like, all right, what about you, lady? And Leda gives it gives it a hard look, but she agrees with the Elder. She's never seen anything like that. Oh, Rill does want to ask uh, either Selen or Leda, whoever will answer them. They want to know. Um, so we kind of have like a friend back home who's also not from this area. Does the food here keep pretty good? Like, could I like put it in a little uh, a container and then bring it back to her or what does does this food not really keep the elder gestures and says well you're welcome to take whatever you would like we have plenty here we are graced with bountiful harvests thank the light please feel free though it may not keep for very long send shoves some biscuits into her jacket for the road (laughs) 
Yeah, Rose is like, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank the uh, light. Yeah. And they would take <laughs> kind of like anything that looks like, like it would keep pretty well. Like, you know, they're not going to bring meat or anything like that. But like, I don't know if there's oats or bread or fruit or yeah, something. There's, there's probably some some bread and baked goods. and There's just a bowl of oats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bowl of oats. Um, mm. For the horse. <laughs> they want to bring some back home to uh, Linda because they, I don't think they've really eaten at the other worlds. It's not fair that Linda can't try some of uh, this world's cuisine just because she's back up at the library. So Rose going to try to bring some back to her. Yeah, that's nice. Linda appreciates it. She's pumped. <laughs> yeah, I think that's everything Rill would want to do. I don't think there's anything. They're, they're sort of used to this rhythm of just getting stuff done as soon as they can to go back home because they don't like being a human. <laughs> so <laughs> Zen is just very good at rolling with things because she is kind of an adventurer from a weird and magical world. So, you know, these people seem to know what they're talking about and Zen is perfectly happy to go with it. And also kind of the keywords of like, doesn't feel right. By now she's realized that's kind of a pretty good indicator of where the library wants them to be. That's true. She feels like they're on the right track. Yeah, Rill just wants to speed run everything, so they just figured that whatever they're looking for would just be at the steading that they're supposed to be at. All right, so then uh, you take off back through the forest and back on the road with Leda Sedai in the lead, since she knows where Kieran's ford is. She is very quiet while she rides. She is not a big talker. Uh, you get the distinct sense that this is a woman who's used to spending a lot of time alone. I think Rill is one of those people because like they're not, they can talk a lot. Um, But I think when they're nervous, they talk even more <laughs> because they just want to fill the air, even though like when they're by themselves, they don't say anything. And so they would just try to uh, make conversation, I feel like, and just be like, yeah, so what is it that you like do? Child, I am the foremost Ogier researcher in all the Brown Aja. I don't know what that means. How old are you? Why do you keep calling me child? She does not want to say how old she is. What a rude question. <laughs> does she look a lot older than real? <laughs> she looks ageless. You have no idea what age she is. She looks both older and younger than real and every age in between. Okay, well, you know, I'm I'm not a child. You know, I'm I'm... An ad- I'm adult. I'm 21. Okay, I can drink. I could have a license if I wanted to. I'm a- I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm afraid you're all children in the eyes of the White Tower. I don't. What What's a White Tower? Where are you from exactly? Uh, not from here. Well, certainly not. She sniffs disapprovingly again. Zen takes a guess, judging by the fact that the journal says this place is called the Westlands, and says, we're from pretty far out east. Well, I've, I'm not sure I've met anyone from far out east, but all right, I'll, I'll accept that. You don't really know everything then, do you? Will <laughs> <laughs> be nice to her contact. She's being mean to me. I didn't say anything. It's fine. It's whatever. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make some conversation. The White Tower... She's uh, using her best, like, obnoxious lecturer voice. The White Tower is the seat of power for all the Aes Sedai. It's Magic Harvard. Yeah, it's Magic Harvard. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's cool. We have those. Those are called colleges where I'm from. That she opens her notebook again and writes college? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) They don't have those there. They basically only have the White Tower. Underlines it twice and circles it. 
Yeah. <laughs> She's getting some great ideas about what life's like out east. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if you're like, if your people are like so cool and, and stuff, why don't you and your friends like go to the studying and figure it out? Well, clearly I am going to the studying and figuring it out. Okay. But like you need me and Zen and Dumpling. And then she, uh, real, this is our job. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. First of all, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Okay, well, first of all, I technically didn't fill out a job application. I kind of just walked into a library and then it just sort of was like, do you want to stay here? And I was like, yeah, I, I don't really have anything else going on. And now I'm now I do this. So I'm sorry. I, I feel like I'm allowed to be a little bit maybe not judgmental, but uh, discerning. <laughs> You know, these people can't handle things the same way we do. Oh, okay, I don't know what these people mean, because I don't know who these people are. Everyone who's not us. I, okay, but still, I'm still just wondering, you know, if they're so cool, then why can't they do it? <laughs> Leda Sadai bristles a little bit, uh, because she knows that this is a case where, in fact, she's like underprepared for whatever this is, but uh, what she eventually says is, well, I'm afraid I'm not an expert on Tarangriol. And if that's what created this studying, it's a Tarangarel unlike any we've ever heard of. So I'm afraid I did in fact have to contact your organization, since they asked me to follow up with them should any artifacts appear that we have no record of in our history. Okay, so what's a, tar a Tarangarel? It's an item that uses the one power of its own accord. Okay. Okay, magical item. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry for, for being an asshole. I just, um, I don't really have an excuse. I'm sorry. She looks over and raises an eyebrow at you, but says nothing. Wow. Zen is going to try and like cut some of the tension here. Just be like, hey, Leda, you single? Uh, <laughs> pardon me, child. It's Leda Sedai. And yes, I most certainly am single. I, Sedai, are married to our work. Well, that sounds boring. Like, officially? <laughs> also, no one brought up marriage. <laughs> you know very well that Wheel of Time doesn't have dating, Dorka. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, wait, like, when you apply to this job, are you, like, like, do you have to sign, like, a marriage contract? Or is it, like... Kind well, of. no. But our use of the power gives us incredibly long lives, not to mention a higher purpose than a simple marriage and family. She's very snobby about this. Couldn't you just marry another Aes Sedai? She like stops for a second and has to think about it. This is not like a common concept. So she pulls out her journal again and writes, woman plus woman equals and then a bunch of question marks. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, she's heard of pillow friends, but it never has occurred to her that women can marry other women. We just single handedly introduced gay marriage to <laughs> gay, gay rights. <laughs> this is the gay agenda. We're just going to go to the multiverse and sow gay chaos. <laughs> chaos. <if> chaos. <laughs> um, yeah, Real's just like, yeah, I mean, like, also, if someone just doesn't live as long as you do, you just... I mean, it's not a divorce because they die and that's not like, but you can become like a widow and then just marry someone else. Like, oh, it's sad. Oh, that sounds sad. Yeah, well, sure. But that's an option, you know, like that happens even with people who live short lives, you know? So I, you know, I don't want to like pressure you into relationships, but if it's like a thing you want, you shouldn't be like, oh, I'm like married to my work. Because that sounds kind of exploitative of whatever organization you're part of. I feel like you should uh, be able to live your life. <laughs> 
She looks back at you and she's a little bit wistful, but she says, well, certainly some of my sisters have taken that route, but uh, I find such things distractions from my true purpose, which is to work together with the Ogier to understand their place and their history in our world. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it just as long, you know, as long as you know, it's okay. It's like, just, yeah. All right. Sorry. Again. She quietly appreciates your support. That Selen lady was a uh, very uh, welcoming. Selen and I have been friends for a very long time, since I was a novice. The Zen ship then? <laughs> <laughs> Zen's just throwing out options. She was trying to cut the tension, but instead made it weird. <laughs> Zen, I like how Zen's like go-to socialization is just like, hey ladies, you single? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of lizard is she? Was she a horny lizard? <laughs> 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 A horny dragon or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> I'm canceling this podcast. <laughs> no. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess Rill, after their and Zen's conversation about why are there so many humans everywhere, would as Leda Sedai, who seems to be like a very knowledgeable person in this universe, uh, they would be like, uh, so is it just like humans here? Is there is like the and uh, she jumps in and says the ogier? Yes, I- is that it? Largely, it's human and ogier, and of course shadow spawn. But we don't speak of such things. Okay, well you can't say that and be like we don't speak of such. <laughs> what's a shadow spawn? They sound metal as fuck. Yeah, it sounds like if you don't speak about that sort of thing, people would be woefully unprepared to deal with them. We don't wish to draw the dark ones eye. But we do have creatures here. Mindral, the Eyeless, or Trollocs, horrible, twisted, half-animal creatures. Or Drakar, which uh, are the fucking flying ones that I can never remember anything interesting about. They scream. Yes. <laughs> Drakar, the screaming <laughs> ones. They're just animals? They're more intelligent than just animals. Okay, well, Dumpling's pretty intelligent. Is Dumpling a shadow spawn? I certainly should hope not. And she gives Dumpling a, like... Very suspicious look. Dumpling is just riding the horse, just like not paying any attention to her at all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so just humans and ogres. You don't have like lizard people. Like you mentioned like- Lizard people. Yeah, you mentioned like half animal. What does that mean, half animal? Like, are they people and also animal or like- Zen nudges real. Why couldn't I have been one of those? I don't know. (laughs) That would have been cool. I want a tail. (laughs) Certainly, you do not want to find yourself as a Trolloc. They are twisted creatures, grown in the blight by the Forsaken, engineered only for war. I mean, have you ever, like, talked to one? They're not- they they barely talk. Oh, well, maybe they're just shy, like- She has no idea how to deal with this. Every single person <laughs> in this universe is like, oh, fuck, a Trolloc, and you guys are like, what if you made friends with one? I'm sure some of them are very smart. <laughs> there is exactly one who is very smart. <laughs> Well, we're not sure about very. That's true. <laughs> just regular smart. Look, I'm just saying, like, what if someone kind of, like, fell into your world, you know, waltzed into your little white tower, and, you know, maybe they had a tail or some scales and maybe some horns? I have not heard of such a thing in all my research. Okay, well, you know, that's what fan fiction is for. I'm just putting that out there. She also writes fan fiction down in her <laughs> She's got to, like, pull these pieces apart. She knows what fiction means, but fan combined with fiction is a new one for her. <laughs> it's it's a it's a big day for Leda Sedai. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, who's a child now? <laughs> I'm, I'm stressed <laughs> about the teacher about fucking Fortnite. <laughs> Lady Sadai goes back and they're like, what news have you brought? What, re- what is your research uncovered? And she just starts flossing. <laughs> Lady Sadai, what is your wisdom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I will stop tormenting Ziva with all this stuff, <laughs> unless uh, Dorka has anything to add. No, I think I've tormented Ziva enough. Okay. I'm immensely enjoying this. <laughs> so you ride around, or in Zen's case, run around another bound in the dirt road and catch sight of a small town that the road runs right through. This is Kieran's Ford, says Leda Sedai. It's a small town, so keep in mind, you're going to want to do your best to fly under the radar here. Just act normal. Uh, and she gives you a look that's like, please, please be normal. <laughs> uh, I mean, Zen, Zen's the one running around with the horse. It's ride the horse. I'm not like running around with a horse. I didn't bring the horse with me. <laughs> well, Dumpling's got the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. Well, then you're the one who did the weird thing. Uh, I didn't do anything. Dumplings being perfectly normal right now. They're just riding <laughs> a horse. Unlike some people, and just look at look at Zen. And uh, Lady Sadai gives turns around and gives you one more look. Like this is exactly what I was talking about. And then <laughs> then turns back and you ride into the town square of a slightly seedy looking town. Uh, the town seems to be a little run down, like maybe it's seen better days, and it's quiet, almost unnervingly quiet. Uh, you realize that all the people that you see on your ride in are looking at you distrustfully. They may not know exactly who you are, but an Aiel and a Kyrianan noble and someone who may be a writer or maybe an Aes Sedai coming into their town makes them uncomfortable. They like their local folk, they like traders who spend their money and leave, and they like soldiers who spend their money and leave, and that's kind of all they want to deal with. And we have like $10 each. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> not a not a ton of cash. Mostly just notice that it's unwelcoming. Kieran's Ford is an unwelcoming place. Uh, there's no bustling market. It's They're not used to, uh, to a ton of travelers just for traveler's sake. So Lita Sadai takes you in front of an inn and gets off of her horse and hitches it to a post outside before uh, turning and looking at you and saying, now listen, this is very important. While I am here, you're not to call me Lita Sadai. Lita will do. Oh, I mean, I was already kind of doing that, uh, but yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure thing, Lita. And uh, she recommends uh, that you also hitch your horses. Uh, Rill will do just that and help Dumpling do that because Dumpling can ride the horse, but they would probably have trouble hitching it. Probably. Um, (laughs) All right. So obviously you're in front of an inn right now. So you have the option of going to the inn. In addition, there is a um, larger, newer building in the middle of town. There are mostly homes, but there's also some craftsfolk. There seems to be a blacksmith, a small sort of general store. There's not going to be a ton of really specialized stuff here, but if you need a drink or a knife or some some gossip, you may be able to get all of those things. What does the building in the middle look like? Like, how new does it look? Maybe a couple months old. It's definitely newer and less seedy than the rest of the town, and it has a second floor, Ooh. Ooh. which is a big deal for a small town like this. I mean, I think that building looks kind of... Uh, I don't know if it matches up exactly, but... It's kind of a coincidence, I guess, if there's a new building and and a new 
uh, what are they called? Steadings nearby. Maybe we can find something out there. Lita, have you been to this town before? I've ridden through once. I believe that that building is the new meeting hall. I know last I was here, I heard that they were building one, but uh, I'm afraid that that's all I know. So it's like a town hall type of thing or? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I assume a government building like that uh, would have someone who knows something. Uh, Zen, you know me. I think you'd be better suited for the tavern. Uh, <laughs> probably. Maybe not. Not me. <laughs> well, hmm. Do you want to split up, or do you think that's probably not a great idea? Uh, I mean, the town's pretty small. Like, I can't imagine anything will go too wrong if we split up. How much trouble could we possibly get into? How far away does the town hall building look? Meeting hall? It's just a, on the other side of the square. This town's not very big. Yeah, I mean, if anything happens, we could just run over to the other, right? Like, or yell. If you yell really loud, I'm sure you could probably hear. <laughs> yeah, I think we could just cover more ground this way. Okay. Do you want Lita to come with one of you, or do you all want to send her off to do something on her own? I think we just send her off to listen to some gossip and see what she can find out. Okay. That way, if neither of us find anything, the NPC comes back and tells us where to take the plot. What? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't send the NPC off by herself because aren't we supposed to be like... In a way, I feel like we're kind of in, ch in charge of her well-being and we have to make sure she's okay. Yeah, this is a small town. She can yell. Oh, uh, well, is she going to, though? <laughs> I Sedai typically are very capable of taking care of themselves. Okay. So it's up to you all. But... Well, I mean, if that's what she says, then... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's up to you, Alita, if you wanna vibe with me or if you wanna vibe with zen or you know whatever just do your own thing i think that lita is going to come into the inn with zen because usually it's easier for her to gather information um in a big group setting like an inn where she can kind of fly under the radar real does finger guns <laughs> <laughs> uh all right i guess if i'm not back in like an hour uh I died, or well, maybe not died, but something happened. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be back in an hour. What time of day is it? It is late afternoon. Okay, so yeah, I guess if you're not back by the time it gets dark, I'll come looking for you. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Good luck, soldier. <laughs> Zen does finger guns. <laughs> they just do finger guns at each other. Leda pulls out her notebook again and makes a note about finger guns being a common gesture in the East. <laughs> I'm just doing Aiel hand talk. <laughs> she knows that that's not Aiel hand talk. <laughs> yeah, I guess who wants to go first on this uh, sp group splitting up adventure? I'll go with Lita. Okay, so do you want to go first? Yeah, and I'm going to head into the inn. All right, so Lita comes with you and heads into the inn, which you note from the sign is called the Golden Light. Unfortunately, as you find out when you come inside, that's not quite an accurate name. The inn is dark and dusty and it smells of old beer. Almost everyone in here is a local. They look a rough hewn. They are farmers or folks who work in the mountains, perhaps miners. Um, you do notice a few travelers, but they're all keeping their heads down and trying to sort of keep to themselves. In the corner, you also see a couple of soldiers in white arguing. As you walk in, everyone turns and looks at you and the inn falls completely silent. 
they're clearly not used to seeing Aiel in this part of the country. However, uh, soon the innkeeper perks up and waves you over with an unsettling grin. Okay, um, that is unsettling, but I will go and (laughs) see what he wants. Leda is going to uh, sit at a table with some travelers. She uh, gestures for you to go ahead. The innkeep, when you walk over, spreads his arms wide. Uh, You notice that he's sort of a a skinny man with a pinched face, um, but he's still got that big, wide grin on, and he says, Oh, hello, traveler. Welcome. Welcome to the Golden Light. What can I get for you? Are you looking for maybe a room for the night or uh, maybe uh, something to eat? Though I'm not sure we have any uh, ooze kwai in the back. He pronounces it in the most condescending way possible, where you just feel like he's accidentally calling you a bad name. (laughs) Or not so accidentally calling you a bad name. He says, well, what can I get for you, my friend? Zen kind of scrunches up her face a little bit. She doesn't know that word, but she doesn't like the way he said it. And she'll just say, well, we'll start with a drink and see where things go from there. And he uh, he nods, and he's never taking the wide grin off his face, and grabs you a, a mug of ale and slings it across the counter. It occurs to me that, like, Zen's probably actually a pretty convincing Aiel, because she is kind of... Strange? Strange, yeah. <laughs> just her way of being and her sense of humor is just, like, weird to everyone else, and I think, like to most people in this world, that's kind of what they think Aiel are, just kind of weird and violent. Yes, that's true. What's Rill's excuse then? (laughs) (laughs) And so then he holds his hand out waiting for payment. He says, eight copper, please. Eight? Eight copper. Okay. Zen digs around in her pouch, I guess. I have 15 silver marks. What is the conversion rate here? I think it's 10 copper to a silver. Okay, I'll just give him one of my silver marks, and Zen does not expect any change. Okay, this is a stupid question. Is silver soft like gold is, right? You can, like, bite silver? I don't think so. Okay, then then never mind. <laughs> um, he takes it <laughs> he in. He just puts it in his mouth. <laughs> Yum, down the hatch. Mm. <laughs> No, so he uh, snatches it off the counter greedily and tucks it into a a grease-stained pocket and uh, smiles at you even slightly wider and says, Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Tell me, what what brings you out here to the ford? Just traveling, exploring. Mm. Nothing in particular, just passing through. It's a bit odd for your kind to be passing through all the way out here. I suppose that's true. He notices that you're being pretty evasive about his questions. He starts uh, small talking with you to see if, if you'll open up a little bit. So he asks, uh, so what, what do you think of our little town here? It seems like a loaded question. Sun <laughs> <laughs> says, it's fine. I've, you know, seen, I've seen many like it. And uh, his smile slips a little bit. That's not like the nicest answer, but it is also pretty noncommittal. So... Finally, he realizes that uh, maybe you're not actually going to tell him anything like particularly interesting that he can ferret out and he's just going to make do with his silver and says, well, if you need anything at all, I yield friend, uh, just come talk to me. I will. And so is there like a bar or is it just tables? It's just tables. So it's basically just him and tables. And then there's some rooms in the back. Okay. 
Zen is going to find a uh, empty table to sit down by herself, and then she's just going to kind of listen and eavesdrop around to see what other people are talking about. Okay, would you like to use one of your skills to do that? Yeah, I'd like to use listen. So listen, I have I have a negative two penalty for my wisdom. Oh no. But that is a class skill, and I put six ranks in it. So I get a plus four. That's pretty good. Yeah, I had to bump up my listen to make up for my shit wisdom. <laughs> okay, I rolled- oh boy. I rolled a seven. No, actually, that's a lie. I rolled a three, and plus four, it's a seven. Okay, so as you're sitting there listening, people are being pretty tight-lipped. Uh, like I said, this is a pretty unfriendly tavern, and they, they definitely feel that you're an outsider. You do hear some folks maybe whispering amongst themselves. You could potentially try and join their conversation. Uh, you also hear the two men in white arguing. Uh, Leda Sedai comes over to your table and sits down, and she's been talking with some of uh, some of the other maybe like traders who've been moving through. Um, so she may have some information, though she's not going to talk to you about it here because uh, she gives you a look like I'll fill you in later. Okay. Can I hear what the uh, the armored men are arguing about? Yes, they are arguing about a man and potentially which direction he went in. Okay, I'm gonna file that away for later. Hmm. Lita just sat down next to me. I feel like it'd be rude to get up and sit somewhere else. It's <laughs> just like, you gross. I'm moving. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I will sit there and... Uh, does she say anything or does she just give me, like, the look? She gives you the look, but you also notice that she has her little journal out and she's written something down on it and slides it across the table to you. And it says ASL. It does not say ASL. Mountain Pass. Mountain Pass. Okay. We do have like a map, right? Yes. Where are we? The town of Kieran's Ford is of course on that dirt road that you've been traveling, but also it is nearby a major river. The road forks off in two directions there. One that follows the river and one that crosses the river at the aforementioned ford. Once it crosses the river, it goes up into the mountains following a pass. Okay, so we are pretty near to some mountains. Yes. So we're by the mountains. She says mountain pass, but no one else, no one's really uh, saying anything with me in there. So I will nod to her. Got the message. Since I've done that, it, I feel like it will no longer be rude for me to get up and sit down at another table with some unsuspecting strangers. So who are you sitting down with? Just some of the townspeople. Okay. Uh, so you go over and you sit at a table with a couple of, uh, of rough looking men with like streaks of dirt on their faces. Um, it's clear that whatever they do for a living, it takes a lot of effort and it is dirty work and they are tired after a long day at work. They eye you over and give you a bit of a scowl and say, what do you want? They eye her over? <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> Cancelled. So Zen will kind of take the uh, the scarf, the shawl off of her head. She is a redhead in this form. She has just this long, flaming red hair. And she just kind of gives these guys a smile and says, So, what is there to do in a place like this? One of the men snorts at you and says, Drink. Zen raises her, her mug and says, Well, here's to that. <laughs> That strikes with them. They're like, all right, and, you know, she drinks at least. <laughs> we have something in common. 
and uh, they raise their mugs and toast you and uh, start gulping it down. And so she'll she'll lean in a little bit, just uh, lower her voice a little, and say, "I'm just passing through, but uh, is there anything strange happening in town or nearby?" Roll a gather information for me. Sure, that's one of those skills that you can use even if you don't have points. Yes, in it. that is an untrained skill. Okay, well, I do actually have one point in it. So, oh, I rolled a natural twenty. Oh wow! Nice. Okay. So I'm not good at listening, but... <laughs> but you are real good at talking. So the men notice that uh, all your mugs are empty. <laughs> and he waves the innkeep over and the innkeep comes over with three uh, mugs of ale. And uh, you notice that, that the man who's ordering another round pays him with 12 copper for the three mugs of ale. And you don't really like that math. I do not like that math. <laughs> But now that he's bought another round and you all have drinks again, he uh, picks up his mug and leans forward and says, Well, you didn't hear this from us, but I was traveling in the mountain pass the other day and uh, there's some weird stuff going on up there. I saw someone sneaking up, trying not to be seen, but but I saw him, I did. I saw someone moving in some bushes up there. And now I'm hearing that uh, old farmer Sam, uh, he can't get back up to his farm up that way. Something, something happened and he's been, he's been looking for someone to, uh, to help him get back up. Zen nods, taking this all in. Is it unusual for people to be at this mountain pass? Well, a a lot of us take it to get out to farms or get up into the mountains, but uh, it's unusual for someone to be sneaking around up there. The only folks who go up that way are locals and traders. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. Maybe I should uh, avoid the pass for now, then? Uh, unless you're looking for trouble, yeah. There's, uh, there's something not right up there. That's good to know. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And uh, they toast you again. What if someone's just trying to have sex up there? That's why they're sneaking around. Like, did they ever account for that? <laughs> there's no sex in Wheel of Time, either. No, I'm joking. There's totally sex in Wheel of Time. It's just very quiet. It's all fade to black. Okay, so I think Zen will just kind of hang out and drink with her with her buddies. Just left Leda all, all alone. <laughs> Leda's uh, looking around, listening. She uh, smiles at the innkeep. They seem to have somewhat of a uh, familiar, if uh, not terribly comfy, relationship. And uh, yeah, waits for you to finish drinking with your friends. So I guess let's go ahead then and go to Rill. I imagine this building isn't, like, super secure or anything like that. Like, they could just walk in through the front. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so the meeting hall has its two wooden doors open, and you notice when you come in that it smells of fresh lumber. Uh, it's not exactly a fancy building, but it is large, and it's clean, and it's well-lit through plenty of beautiful windows. Uh, an enormous table sits in the center, waiting for um, the local movers and shakers to meet around. But in the meantime, towards the back of the room, you notice a man standing in front of some bookshelves, reading a letter. Uh, he looks up when you come in and uh, smiles politely. Is there anyone else in this building? Uh, nope, it's just him and you. Okay. I guess I would go up to him, give a small wave, and be like, Hi, is there like um, a clerk or someone I could talk to? to get some information or hello there i'm afraid it's just me he says with a smile but uh it's nice to meet you i'm uh, i'm the mayor uh, of the ford uh norrell oh hi uh real um i'm a person just passing through uh this is a pretty cool building you have here it um smells new and nice well thank you yeah yeah um 
I guess. You're all very normally complimenting the smell of the building. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I heard there's some wacky stuff going on around here, uh, I, and I guess I was wondering if, if you knew anything about that. Well, listen, Kieran's Ford is a very upstanding town. We do our things right, we keep things orderly, but there has been some uh, some oddness up in the mountains, and uh, I'm certainly hoping that it doesn't spread down here. And uh, you, my friend, if you're passing through looking for work, perhaps, I would greatly appreciate it if you could go and make sure that there's, uh, there's nothing happening up there. I'm hearing rumors of perhaps bandits in the mountain pass, uh, and I've heard that some of our local farmers are having trouble getting back to their farms. They keep saying that it's the river, though I'm certainly... Uh, not sure what they are referring to, considering that we have our local Ford, and uh, that seems to be in perfect working order at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm just here with a, a couple of friends, and we just kind of, uh, you know, travel around. But yeah, you know, we do odd work here and there. So definitely, yeah, we can take a look at any weird stuff. You said bandits? Is that the only thing that's you've heard about? Well, I'm afraid I haven't heard specifics, but when you hear rumors of uh, of men sneaking around a, in a mountain pass, you certainly assume they're bandits, and given the winter we've had, I suppose I can't blame them, although I certainly wish that they'd choose someone else's town. I mean, have they been, like, doing stuff in the town, or are they just, like, sneaking around? Because they, maybe they're just, like, weirdos, you know? They just, uh, they just, they just hang out in the mountains. I suppose it's possible, but that would be a bit of an oddity, and light blind them for driving all of us into worry that's fair uh if they are just kind of weirdos who just like to sneak around in the mountains i will find out and uh i guess we'll give them a a good old talking to or uh fight them if they try to attack us thank you uh what did you say your name was again uh uh, real real um yeah not not from around these parts so but but yeah we I, i helping is good Thank you, Rilla. I'm certain that there'll be a reward in it for you. Uh, I admit that perhaps normally we would let the uh, the children handle things like this, but uh, but Wait, what? <laughs> the the children of the light. Surely you're familiar with the children of the light. No. Ah, well, there are uh, our local army, of course, uh, working on the side of good to keep dark friends and other unsavories out of uh, our beautiful town here. So, like, they're ki- their kids? They're children? Uh, well, we are all children of the light. Oh, okay, this world's kind of weird. But they all are right. the children of the light. I see. Uh, what, what, dark what? Dark friends. Certainly you know that the friends of the dark one. No. His servants. Is that, like, the shadow spawn or whatever, or... Shh, we don't we don't speak of such things in this town, but but yes, sometimes they work with Shadow Spawn. Oh wait, so they're like two different groups. Yes. Okay. All right. The dark friends, of course, are hide among us. They are people like you and me, except that they are working for the Dark One. The Shadow Spawn, of course, are his twisted creatures. I see. Okay. Yeah, I will. Thank you for the information. Uh, I will keep that in mind. Okay, bye. I just rolled this word. <laughs> Turn around and walk out, I guess. So uh, are you going to head to the inn? Or wait outside the inn? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Leda is uh, keeping an eye, and uh, when she sees that Rail has left the meeting hall and come back, uh, Leda stands up and uh, goes ahead to meet Rail outside and sort of gives Zen a little head nod. Like, come on. But, you know, no rush. 
Suzanne will just finish her drink all in like one go and put the mug down on the table and then she'll head outside to join the others. All right. Your two new friends give you uh, give you a friendly nod goodbye. They enjoy drinking with you. I guess as soon as Rail would see you later, they would just tell her like the DL um, just be like, uh, yeah, so I talked to the mayor in that building over there. Uh, he said something about bandits and how they would usually let children fight them or something. That's kind of all I got, but it seems like it'd be a pretty easy-peasy job. I mean, like, if children can fight them, then I think it's fine. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, he, he said something about children fighting bandits. They would usually let children fight fight the bandits. Leda steps in and says, I believe he likely meant the children of the light. The white cloaks. Yeah, the the children. She gives a disgusted look and says, My sisters and I do not get along terribly well with the children of the light. Uh, why? What's, What's up with that? Well, they think that people like myself and yourself are, uh, practicing, uh, witchcraft. And that we don't work on the side of the light. I mean, yeah, I'm down for some witchcraft shit, I guess, but... (laughs) You said white cloaks. Is that a a literal description? Because I think some of those soldiers in there were wearing uh, white cloaks. Uh, Yes, that is a a literal uh, description, and I saw them as well. I think we are best to give them a wide berth. Okay, so not literal children. No. Well, I mean, you know, some of them might be little children. None of them are literal children. Okay, well... (laughs) I just feel like that's really uh, misleading. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess, do we go out now? Like, at, at night? I, I assume that's when any sneaky folks would be doing their thing. Well, typically I would suggest staying in the inn overnight, but uh, given that uh, some of our White Cloak friends are here, and given that you all are more than familiar with these sorts of situations, I leave it up to your discretion. The folk I were talking to also mentioned uh, people having trouble getting up that way. They weren't very specific, but it made it seem as if the way were blocked somehow, and I wonder if that has to do with what our Ogier friend had mentioned before. Like the steading or what? Uh, yeah, I guess it felt kind of weird there. Is it not something that like everyone could get into or... Well, everyone should be able to enter a normal studying, though I admittedly uh, don't know what this odd studying may be like. Okay, a stodding, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's not, like, super dangerous, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a bit of danger to uh, everything we do, but I figure it's fine. Now's probably the best time to just get up there and see what's going on. Does that work for you, Zen? How long will it take us to get to this pass, do you think? It's a very short ride, a couple of hours at most. It'll definitely be dark by the time we get- Yes, it will most certainly be dark, but I have some torches with me. Okay. It'll be dark up there, but it's also dangerous to stay here, so I think we should just go up the mountain. Uh, yeah, I mean, that works for me. Do you want a horse this time, or- I don't need a horse. I can climb a mountain better than a horse can. I don't know if we're climbing the mountain yet. Aren't we just, like, going up a path? Later, should we bring horses- we should at least bring the horses to the mountain pass, though it sounds like we'll have trouble actually uh, riding them on the pass. I mean, couldn't I just save us both a horse and just ride on Zen? Like, I feel like... <laughs> if that's what you want to do, I will allow that. 
Oh, thank you for allowing that. I mean, like... I'm not sure I will allow that. <laughs> I, I gave you the piggyback once before, but that's because you were very drunk. Thank you. I mean, I can go and get drunk if you want, like, if that's mm, what... No. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just ride a horse. And that's where we'll pick up next time, here on the Eternity Archives. The Room Where It Happened is an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends. Currently, we're exploring a world called The Bleed, a sci-fi setting, pulling elements from westerns and setting a spacey version of our home of Appalachia. It's a place still recovering from conflict, where resources and labor are less exports and more things to be taken for the more prosperous parts of the galaxy, with little thought given to those it is taken from. The Bleed is a place where people find strength in each other and do what is needed to make ends meet, whether or not the means are strictly legal. It's a place where the objects of work and war are beginning to wake up and decide to take their destiny into their own metaphorical hands. So join us as we follow a found family as they search for that next job and maybe something a little deeper, too. You can find new episodes every Monday on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. Just search for The Room Where It Happened and check us out on Twitter at RoomWherePod. The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Bappy, and Ziva. Find us on Twitter at, at TheArchivesPod or online at TheEternityArchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from Zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Eternity Archives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.